Wow. How's it going? It's all right. It's all right. I look like a hipster today. I'm vibing. Yeah, I'm digging it. I'm glasses digging it. on and yeah. a little beanie. So it's a look. I love it. I definitely mm-hmm. did not try as hard, but. Give it a shot. Perfectly fine. <laughs> Look at this. It's a blue scrunchie with a red sweater. Doesn't make any sense, but you know, I'm comfy. I mean, so that's it's all not like you're really leaving your house. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Shivani. I'm Miranda. And we are far from normal. And this is episode 32, I think. Yes, yeah. ma'am. Yeah. Good job. Um, so today we were thinking about trying to give, uh, or like, you're, oof. Okay, let me reword that. Today we were thinking about talking about racism, prejudice, and race, and everything in between. And yeah, Miranda, would you like to kind of get into that? Yeah, so I did some research, obviously, because I wanted to at least like present some ideas. Um, But there's also things that like, I am going to have implicit biases. um, And I am going to have certain things shaped by the way I've grown up. and also because I didn't do like super thorough research. So I just wanted to do that, say that as a precursor. And if anyone has any questions or disagrees or anything, please feel free to reach out to us and we will try to either like fix what we we're trying to say because maybe we just didn't word it or like, you know, apologize for our misspeaking. So basically I just, did some research about the differences between prejudice, discrimination, and racism. I can give the exact definitions that I found, um, but again, one of the, oh, sorry, I have to sneeze. (laughs) That's going to be on our podcast. Love it. Okay. Um, One of the big things is that people have very different definitions, I think, from what I've seen in media and people I talk to and those kind of things. So I wanted to try to find some sort of definition off Google that we can use at least for the discussion, regardless of if it's necessarily the um, objective, accurate description, but something that at least we can apply subjectively. So that's a lot of thoughts. Do you want to input anything or do you want me to just go ahead? I guess I could just add this too. Um, I definitely could have done a lot more research, so I am sorry beforehand. I was totally prepared to like, you know, just roll myself into a bunch of research, but a bunch of things came up and it is the last week of Black History Month. So we really wanted to get it out there and start that discussion and conversation. So I'm gonna do my best with the limited knowledge I have. And um, yeah, I agree with Miranda's race and racism and prejudice are very subjective. So there's a lot to dig in through right there. Yeah. So yeah, go for it. Cool. Okay. So, so I'm going to just give the three definitions I found for racism, prejudice, and discrimination. Again, subjective, like we said, um, but at least we can use them to build our conversation. So racism, according to a website that I found, is when you believe your race is superior to others and you have power. So you have to be in the race that has power over other races. Um, Prejudice refers to a negative emotion, whether implicit or actually explicit, against people from other social groups, racial groups, etc. Um, and it leads to discrimination, which is inappropriate treatment of people because of whatever they actually identify as or what you perceive them identifying as. So like 
examples of a perception would be like assuming someone's gay when they're not necessarily um and then there's both like overt behaviors and, and covert behaviors so there's gonna be things that you don't realize that you're doing and things that you do realize you're doing um one of those being like microaggressions which we can talk about a little bit um as we go forward and like indirect things subtle things yada yada do you have anything um no i just i had a thought like um mm -hmm. a lot of times when like people talk about like prejudice or like uh, discrimination or stereotyping there's a lot of overlap i feel like when they talk about it there is no clear definition i know that you like mentioned that like when uh, that example of like someone deciding that another individual is gay just because of how they look and like I feel like people, or I feel like, probably shouldn't be saying I feel like, I think, um, I think that people, um, they just don't really understand the definitions or there really isn't an established definition because yeah. it's all very, very, it's very like minute detailed, like the differences between the terms mm -hmm. are very small, very, very, very small. And it's, there's a line that, no one can clearly identify. And I know with the limited research that I did before this, there are 12 different types of racism that I have looked into a little bit. Um, I can name them if you want me to. But <laughs> um, so <clears throat> at least when I first started like re like thinking about racism, I figured I kind of had that same definition that you were that you were talking about, just like superiority and like that being just like the main premise behind like racism and thinking that you're superior than another person, like an another race or whatever. Um, so, but there's a lot of different things within racism. So I think that's why there are so many categories, but categories are representational racism, ideological racism, discursive racism, interactional racism, institutional racism, racism structural racism, systemic racism, scientific slash pseudoscientific racism, um, anti-black racism, overt versus covert racism, othering and implicit bias, which probably isn't, I don't know if that's considered racism, but it's under the same category. Okay. Yeah. But do you want to expand on yeah. any of them? Because I know you watched like a little bit of a video that discussed some of them. Is there anything that you want to add about them or do you want to just give people the terms? I'm going to give people the terms because Yes, I also, I just, I didn't have as much time as I'd like mm -hmm. to really delve into that, but for you, for you guys, just to like, you know, know there are many, many different terms. <laughs> so yeah, go for it. I think, so I'm going to ask you a question and then I'll tell you what I think the reason is, um, but I want to hear what you think. So this is about like racism and white privilege. So I, we talked, we had a conversation about white privilege or just privilege in general at Butler um, recently. And we, one of our big things was like, why does it take people so long to acknowledge their privilege? And I was curious to see if you had any response to that. Obviously you didn't have to do any research on it. And I was just curious. So, so your question is <clears throat> why I think white people aren't so I don't know, like, what well, don't really acknowledge your white privilege. Is that, is that what you're asking? Mm -hmm. um, that's a good question. I mean, I think I need some time to like gather my thoughts. Do you have any thoughts on that? I, um, something I kind of concluded relatively recently 
is I think, I mean, obviously you don't want to give up your privilege. There is that aspect, like you appreciate being where you are um, and like those kind of things. I also think we've talked about this before, but I think all people want to be good people. So when you tell them that they have white privilege or that they're being racist or something like that, they kind of deny it and shut down and get defensive as opposed to like looking inside and trying to grow from it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sparked a memory from some of the research that I did. So um, back sometime in history, I'm gonna get my dates mixed up, but when slavery was still prominent, I think this was probably in the 18th century, um, there was a group of white Protestant pro-slavery evangelicals that um, within religion, within like theology, um, it doesn't support slavery, but because they are able to interpret religion in their own ways, they try to make sense out of slavery and make it justify their actions for tre- yeah. treating, um, you know, blacks like le- as inferior. And so I think that just kind of like ties in like with the present. They like, they want to believe that they're doing the right thing. So they use whatever they can to justify their actions when, and I think it's kind of like based off like, I mean, kind of like going off your point of like, they don't, they want to believe that they're doing the right thing and that they uh, don't want to like acknowledge their hypocrisy because, you know, no one likes to admit that they're wrong. (laughs) Like you want to be like, no, I'm doing it right. And like, you know, I'm a good person. And it can be really hard for people to do that. I mean, I've noticed that with like really minute things in like my own life, you know, just like while mid conversation realizing that I'm on the wrong side of the argument, but I'm too too prideful to like actually be like, Mm -hmm. all right, I'm wrong. So I just keep arguing the wrong points. And Mm -hmm. I feel like in that same sense, they do that with like a bigger issue with racism. And I think this is just, this is just my opinion, but like, I think if we're ever going to get past that, we're just going to have to like learn as like a collective, how to be more like less ego-driven and more vulnerable and being okay with just saying how, like, like, you know, exposing yourself a little bit and being okay with that. And I feel like in like the community and like, in, not the community, but like in the state, like the situation that we're in now, it's almost hard to do that, especially with like social media, just because you can get canceled real quick okay. if you admit, oh my goodness, well, I have like, you know, I have biases and stuff like that. You can't just say that, like <laughs> people are not going to let that fly. Like you're going to, you'd have to do some, I don't know. I feel it. I think, I think this is just like how I see it. But like, if I notice that like something's wrong within myself, I try to correct it, not just by like saying that it's a problem, but I also do research and I try to do as much yeah. as I can on my own part, but not everyone does that. <laughs> and I, yeah. and it's kind of like a subjective thing for like other people to, um, you know, be okay with that. If that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah. But, my roommate kind of talks about a concept like that. Like, I think admitting things is a first good step. And I think, obviously, I understand when people get um, upset and aren't willing to educate them. Because at a point, like, you can't you know, educate all the white privileged people. You have to, like, they have to educate themselves a little bit. But, like, my roommate was talking about how, like, there was a psych- psychology study where someone... Um, act in like prejudiced ways and one way was explicit so they knew they were doing it um and like it didn't necessarily say they were trying not to so that might affect it but there's one that was explicit where they knew it and there's one that 
was implicit, so they didn't know what they were doing. Um, and all of the like surveyors and respondents um, didn't care as much about the implicit and were upset about the explicit. So, um, two things. One, I think I know what your roommate was talking about because I think I did something similar in my psychology class too. We had to take a survey on like explicit and implicit bias and I had to like write a paper about it. And yeah. um, second thing, have you noticed any explicit? explicit or implicit bias in like your own life you don't have to answer that but I was just curious but um yeah we've also <laughs> been talking about that in my ethics class right now um the the Harvard implicit bias test is that what you're talking about yeah that's what I yeah. took <laughs> yeah I posted about that on the Instagram as well um uh, gotcha yeah uh, I've definitely noticed a lot of implicit biases that I didn't want to admit um because, you know, again, like I said earlier, like, you don't want to be like, I'm racist, because like, that's like, you're evil. Um, mm -hmm. But there's things that are like ingrained in us by society, like I posted today about the media thing. Um, like, black men are like portrayed as like violent in movies. Um, and so like, or like drug dealers or like stuff like that. So like, when I was young, younger, I used to like, unconsciously, like, be more scared of people who are black because of that um which obviously i'm ashamed of and it's obviously something that needs work um but i do think acknowledging your biases is more important than just sitting there in ignorance because mm -hmm. once you're when you're in ignorance you just continue to like especially if you're white privilege right you continue to get like row and get different positions of power and then you educate people in other ignorant ways and it never gets out of the system so mm -hmm. no I totally agree I I think I had like a sim similar childhood I think it's just because the way the black community was portrayed in media in like the early years we all sort of had like an implicit bias whenever it came to like that in like real life because they usually were associated with like violence and all these mm -hmm. crazy things that never should have happened but just happened that way and yeah. I don't know if it was some sort of agenda on someone else's part if like there was some white privilege on you know sort of agenda agenda, ugh, agenda in that too because like Hollywood likes to do that they like to you know send messages all that way and it's not always the greatest yeah um where's it gonna go safe with that. Um, I mean, yeah, I've noticed a lot of like implicit bias in my own life too, just with the way I've been brought up. Also like in India, the colorism is a thing. So like, oh, yeah. um, you know, dark, darker skin toned Indians are probably treated less that like inferior compared to lighter skin toned Indians. It's the white, it's the white privilege thing. Like you want to be as white as you can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah no and it's it's so funny because like I remember um not funny but it's just weird um but it's just like I remember like being asked that question for the first time and like all these memories of just times when like I had like family or relatives point things out that were just so biased and so great like implicitly like racist and yeah. I'm like oh my goodness like how how did I not catch on to that but like it's just like when you're when they when you're that young it just kind of gets like ingrained into your like subconscious yeah. and like you don't realize that it's there until like someone calls it out which isn't the most comfortable thing either so it's like it's really hard to like you know backtrack and like reverse all of that conditioning that makes any sense but yeah I know like for a long time that um I sort of had that implicit bias too that like you know lighter skinned people were like 
better. And like, I like remember having family being like, oh, don't stay out in the sun too long. You're going to get dark. And I'm like, now I'm like, why was that a problem? Like, what if, so what if I get dark? Like, that's, that's just, that's normal. It's fine. But it's crazy. <laughs> Sorry, there's um, running water in the background. So I'm just. Oh, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to add on to that? I think the the stereotypes, the prejudice, those kind of things, um, with the impulse bias. Like I talked about this again on the post today. Like that can lead into very dangerous situations when when people with those biases get into power. Um, like we have incidents like the George Floyd stuff, where like people have the biases and just like. Um, racial profiling, like they assumed because he's a black man, like he was all automatically dangerous. Um, I don't know what else to add to that, but that's definitely a concern. It is. And it's like, I always come back to like the same question of just like, how do you fix that? Like, how do you fix like centuries of just like yeah. white privilege and like, you know, implicit and like explicit bias and stereotypes and it's probably going to take centuries more to like completely get over that and um, but yeah I don't really have much to add to that either it's just so crazy to me and like I still feel like I'm trying to even though like we're still talking about this and we have been talking about this for a long time I still feel like I'm trying to acknowledge certain biases within myself and I'm not exactly sure if I'm over them I, I want to be over them, but like, how can you be, how, how can you know for sure? I don't know. It's hard to combat like prejudice and bias within you. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. What's your, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Wait, were you going to say something? No. Oh, okay. Um, how would you define unity? Ooh, I have no idea. <laughs> Me either. But <laughs> I mean, like, if you could like just come yeah, up. Like Unity is not really the same thing as allyship. Ooh, right? What do you think is the difference? I feel like, wouldn't unity more be like, like everyone's of this together sort of framework? I think so. I mean, what would you, how would you define allyship? Oh, allyship. Like oh, allyship. Yeah. Outside of the situation, but giving support. Mm, okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, like in choir, we're doing a song composed by a black woman, um, mm -hmm. and we're singing it as allies and not like really. I don't know. Like one of the words is like we are one, but like we're not unit. I feel like saying we're unified is like diminishing their struggles like saying that the white like white allies are unified with the black individuals is I don't know it seems inaccurate to me because it's like we don't know half of what people have been through and we can't actually unify ourselves because we aren't them we're allies I don't know mm -hmm. so what do you think that makes any sense yeah, no, no, I, I understand. Do you, what do you think it would take to get to the next level of unity then? Do you think that 
maybe just like the black community like raising their voices for like the next however many years maybe like a whole century would be needed before we can actually consider maybe unifying and seeing each other as one or do you think we should start yeah. doing that now um i don't i think allyship is important right now and i think unifying and other things is important like if the you know argument isn't about racism obviously we can unify with someone who isn't white um but I think if we say that unification is possible now, we're overlooking a lot of things um, because there's so much prejudice right now and so, so many things. Like we talked about with Donovan, like, I don't think, I don't, if we tried to unify now, I think it, like there's too much prejudice and we're not, people say that they want to unify, but I don't think. I don't, I don't, it doesn't seem uh sorry no no no. you're totally okay I mean this kind of like connects to like one of the other questions I think we were thinking about talking about um was that like I think you asked like do you think representation in any sort of way of like the black community is a good thing mm-hmm. and if there's any if there's such thing as like bad representation even right. though like you know they're trying to like represent the black community yeah yeah I mean obviously there's there's a couple of facets to it. I think one of them is when it's just a bunch of white people, like just like handpicking, you know, which individuals to like use as representation. Uh, that's bad, obviously. Um, and I also think we talked about this at Butler again recently. Um, I think representation is good, but I don't think it's something that we should be like, oh, look, there's a black person. They did good. We can move on now. Like, it's got to build. Like, can't just have a stereotypical, like, comedic relief black guy. And you can't just have, like, I don't know. Like, there's got to be, like, intersectionality and different descriptions of black people because no no one, not every person fits a stereotype. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Something that I like thought about was that like, you know, like how they're starting, they're tra- starting to like raise like black voices and starting to like incorporate them into like more of like, you know, media and trying to like mm-hmm. break those barriers. Yeah. Um, and they're adding more of like the black community narrative into like different shows just about like the black community or like black families and stuff like that. So like, it makes me like wonder because sometimes I'm like, this might just be like me observing things wrong, but like sometimes I've noticed that like they'll they'll make a whole show about a black family but then they won't necessarily like add any white people in there it'll just be about the black family which I think kind of like goes off your point of like we're not ready for like I guess so it's either one or the other kind of thing yeah I think I think it's just like they're trying to make uh is that I'm wording this really poorly they're like they're trying to make up for all that time they didn't have a voice so now it's just like primarily them as the focus and so I feel like it might take a long time before they can like merge the two (laughs) like just like about like you know the black community narrative with like you know all the Hollywood stuff to mush that together does that make any sense (laughs) no it does um it actually relates and I wasn't sure if I wanted to bring up this concept but it relates a lot to it so I'm going to go ahead and we'll see how it goes um like 
I think stuff like that is meant to, you know, bring quality and you have to take steps where you specifically help a certain group in order to reach equality and uh, shoot, I don't know the difference between equity and equality and I should because it's a big thing. What? So should I, I like, I, I like remember talking about it and I, I just can't, yeah, I can't get the definitions right. So, um, I apologize to anyone listening to this because we don't know our shit. I'm sorry. Um, but basically, like, those steps are necessary to reach the equality. Um, and I think a lot, it's become, like, a big thing in, like, I don't know, the white community. There's not really a white community, I hope. I don't think there is. I feel like uh, it's very interspersed. But that's not the point. That's become a big, like, topic in, like, different white households or different white people um, about how, like, it's perceived by some people as, like, Black privilege. Have you heard that used as a term before? Black, black privilege? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think so. Where have you heard it? Kind of the same concept of, as, like, reverse racism. Um, oh. okay. Yeah. Like, say, like, Harvard um, has a program that makes it easier for uh, Black Americans to, not easier for them to get acceptance, but scholarships are, like, different things in order to reach equality, right? Um, Some white individuals think that that is unfair to them because they aren't getting that extra push. But the push is in order to reach equality. So. Yeah, um. I, I, I can understand why they would think that. And it like kind of connects to like our, I think our, was it our previous episode that we talked about like diverse feminism mm-hmm. and like um, how we were talking about like just because we have like, we could have had the chance of having like a woman as a president, would that have like, you know, taken in her like qualifications or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like the same concept, but it's like a little more tricky because it, well, it's not tricky. It's about like the same level of like, you know, feminism and like racism. Um, I understand where they're coming from, but like, how, how, how would you get equality otherwise? Like, there's no, like, if you're thinking about like legal, legal policies and like, you know, like different governmental policies, you'd have to take some sort of step to like yeah. stop that sy- systemic racism. So I definitely think it's something that was needed. Um, but I'm not sure how many people think that, like, is that just like the minority opinion or do like most people think that? So like, mm. I don't know. I feel like that's really tricky to answer yeah. just because I don't have all the information. And right. also, I don't know how, like what the process is for um, like allowing more, um, more of like the more people who are black into like a specific format, uh, format program. Um, yeah, I could see how they could think that, but like, I feel like they, they're missing like the bigger picture right. of like equality. Especially because so. like, even now, even with those programs, it's still majority white people at these schools. So like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. yeah um yeah that's true yeah do we want to go into reverse racism since i started on it 
I could try. I really, okay. really, really, really wish I did like more research on this, but okay. like I, we wanted to get this episode out. So we're going to do our best. Okay. So I'm going to make you go first though. <laughs> um, what do you think? So I'm going to go with what I found on Google and then I'm going to go into my opinion. Um, so what I found on Google, okay. So it's from a liberal site talking about what they think conservatives who believe this think. So it could be inaccurate. Um, however, the argument that they are saying people believe is that, um, sorry, reverse racism is when people get offended that aren't included in spaces made by minorities. So like different, there's like, I don't know, the NAC, NAACP, like white people get offended because they aren't given like some of the funding that goes into NAACP. And so they think it's racist because it's helping this one group and not helping them. Um, And a lot of people who say that, according to this website, think that minorities don't have it that bad and that White people also have hard situations, which is accurate to an extent. Like white people do also have hard situations. However, like people of color have it even harder. Like if people of color were born, like say someone who's lower class white and someone who's lower class African-American, like even though being lower class for both is hard, it's going to be harder for the African-American individual. Um, So that is what the internet said. Um, and then I will share my opinion and my opinion is more so I think there is prejudice against white people, but I don't think it's reverse racism because I think racism, again, like the definition earlier is when people hold power. And I don't think we are in a spot as our country where black Americans have the power that white Americans do. Um, but I do think like there are stereotypes and prejudice against white people and stuff like that. Like, uh, what's a good, I don't know, like white people drink a lot of Starbucks. That's not really offensive, but that's what I can think of off the top of my head. Like those kind of things. Um, And I think those are worth acknowledging as long as you're not trying to overshadow or diminish the opposite viewpoint. Mm -hmm. Got it. Got it. No, that makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, shoot, I had so many thoughts, and it just like went away. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, I, no, you had a, a lot of really good points. Um, I guess I can start off by saying that like reverse racism. I almost feel like I think I asked my mom about this, um, yeah. and just like people in my family, and because like they're immigrants and like have had like experience from like other parts of the world they do believe that like reverse racism can exist okay. because they've been racist to other people too. Or like they acknowledge that like they, you know, might have thought like certain things about other people despite being a minority themselves. And it's not that, yeah. And I feel like it, it varies across the world too because we're yeah, also sure. very, we're also very like, yeah, narrowed down to like what we see in the US. And that mm-hmm. can be very different from like racism oh, yeah. experience. Like Brazil, um, which fun fact I remember my professor telling me about um, 
in, in Brazil, I think, they consider like the term black as offensive. So they have a different term. Like, okay. whereas we would use black to like address, you know, the black community. And that's like considered respectful here. In Brazil, that's more, that's more of like offensive and more of yeah. like a slur sort of thing. And that's, it kind of puts them down in that sense. Like the terms are different. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's very, like we've, we've switched a lot too in the US where it's like different words and yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember like when, when like I was just starting to like, you know, look into like the movement and like do my research. I was really confused about that. Cause like there were some people saying that it's like you should use the term black and you should maybe, or use the term African-American and then like <laughs> this is real stupid but I didn't realize like African-American was like it was just within the U.S. like African-American and I yeah. never like thought about it like that because I would refer to like all like black individuals as like African-American even though they weren't from yeah. America and I was like oh shoot like <laughs> there's well, like there's others and some black individuals aren't from Africa either yeah exactly exactly which is why you can't you can't say that to like someone in France, like, oh, you're African-American. They'll be like, no, like I'm not American. Like, yeah, but um, yeah, that was just a random back. But um, where was I going with this? No idea. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I would, I think re reverse racism does agree more to an extent outside of the US, but maybe okay. within the US, it's a little harder to make a good position on that just because of like the historical context and I feel like that's why I think that's I think that's the reason why so many people have problems uh, acknowledging that there might be a point to reverse racism in the U.S. don't come for me for that I'm just <laughs> just thinking out loud but maybe it's just because they fail to acknowledge the historical context when they say that oh reverse racism does exist and that you know like maybe the person who's who's white is like oh well you know I'm not getting treated as equally as the black community it's just because they they don't they're not getting kind of how like I was saying in the earlier not getting like the bigger picture they're not really understanding the whole historical context behind yeah. it and not really like taking that into consideration but I don't know <laughs> that yeah, just that's think, a thought I think I actually realized based on our discussion what equity um, versus equality is, and I might not be right, but I remember seeing like um, like a kid by the fence thing, and like equality was when they both like when they both got the same like box to stand on or something like that, and one of the kids was shorter or something. I don't remember exactly. They both got the exact same size box to stand on, and they so like one of them was above the fence and the other was like below the fence. And then the um, equity was where they had different sizes of the box, but so it made them at the same level, height-wise. Oh, so wait, equality is when you give them both the same box, but one's still taller than the other. Mm -hmm. That's a good visual. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So like equity is what we're aiming for at the moment. Mm -hmm. And equality can't, we can't really think about equality until we're at the same level. Yeah. It's basically what's going on yeah. there that's a that's a good way to put it I think that would be really helpful for people who don't really understand like what's going on here it's just it's yeah. like we're trying to like even out like the play like the, the even out the yeah the field yep. <laughs> words um I like that that's a that's a really good visual yeah um, we're almost out of time do you have anything that you want to talk about 
um, before we log off? Um, I don't think so. I think I covered most of everything I want to say. We might do another episode in the future with more research just because I okay. feel terrible not having as much research and like, you know, notes as I wanted to. Really? Yeah, it wasn't bad. <laughs> I felt awful. I was like, I need to know more. And I hate not knowing what I need to know. And I just, the thing sense. is like, you don't like, know what you don't know, but yeah. yeah. Obviously we didn't know exact definitions, but we got there and what we said didn't hopefully did it make us sound like assholes? So I think we're good. Hopefully. Feel free to like leave comments or, you know, feedback if you guys yeah. have any about this episode. We'd totally love to hear it. And I'd love to do more research about it because that's fun. Call us out yeah. if you said anything wrong. <laughs> yeah. No hate though. We, we still love you. We still love you. Yes. I mean, yeah. We can, we can have a civil discussion about this and, yeah. you know, yeah, we love it. <laughs> All right. Um, if you guys have any questions, comments, feedback, you can email us at farfromnormalpodcast2020 at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram. Where we're most active at farfromnormalpodcast. We also have a Google survey on our Instagram so you can leave more questions, comments, and feedback. And you'd also be anonymous, so that'd be cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's about it. All of our links are in um, also in the description and um, hit that notification bell and a like and subscribe. Um, hopefully I didn't forget anything, but you know, we're on Spotify too. So listen to us there and we hope you have a great day. <laughs> Love you guys. Thank you for listening. Bye.